Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Welcome everybody to the Mojo Market Report here on a Wednesday. It is your host, Dave Sturgio, Chris Gucci, coming to you from Chop Studios and of course, A5 Anthony behind the glass. We got ourselves a loaded show today. We're excited about it. Um, there's a lot going on overnight, which again, I got to text real late. You know, you got to stop texting me so late because I'm, I'm trying to catch up on some sleep. I knew you napped, so I was I, like, you know what? I'm gonna, knew I'm gonna, I napped. I'm going to throw okay. him this text because it was an important and text. I did I heart was, it. I, I was feeling it. very good about it you, more than I would do. Exactly. At time, you just so. left me on red. Um, anyway, so there was a some significant movement last night. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, I got to say, last night, the stairway became the elevator okay something happened last night with justin herbert it did please elaborate justin <laughs> herbert I, I guess they they everybody knows what's going on with justin herbert with the rib cage he's deemed healthy at this point justin herbert is that guy and he shot up a little bit i got a multiplier my portfolio is sitting at plus 170 percent as of wednesday morning i'm very happy mojo see thank I, you mojo i love the multipliers i've been Friends with you for like over a decade. I've been business partners with you for about two years. And something I can tell you about Chris Gucci and what he does, he likes to one-up you a little bit. So he saw that I was rocking with like 103% return on my investment over at Mojo Market Report. And here he comes this morning with 160%. I, had, I, I, I was feeling a little down on myself yesterday when they, <laughs> so they, were, just went, they were made some investments. It was, it was, could you send over that, uh, your portfolio so I could retweet it? I said, I want to retweet. <laughs> well, where's my retweet? Where's you, my retweet? Did you put it out there I on Twitter? Not, All right. Well, you should probably do that. I will. The I powers will. that be over at Mojo's, uh, Instagram, uh, Instagram and or Twitter. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll give you some burn over there. They're, they're, listen, they, like to I see success. Wait for my burn. The burn's coming. The burn's, the burn's coming. coming. The burn but look, is coming. We've been talking about quarterbacks for pretty much a week and a half now, right? It's time to shift our focus a little bit yeah. because last night, Gooch, you did a little bit more of a deeper dive in the app and you did some research. And today we're going to talk some running backs. Let's talk running backs. So the running back room within everybody in the NFL is jumbled. There is no such thing anymore as a bell cow. Except for the guys There's we might want to talk about today. So talk to me more about why running backs are so a volatile and they move like crazy, but why they should be a a a research investment before you start throwing all the money in the world at them, and why they're more or less, I guess, a little bit more of a risky play. Yeah, or? I'm look, I'm more of a QB wide receiver guy as far as my portfolio goes, but that doesn't mean that I don't look into every position because there's value everywhere. And here at the Mojo Market Report, we're looking for value yes. for the people. But I gotta say, running backs—they scare me because of the the just the nature of the sport and the nature of the position. NFL executives don't really like to give out big contracts to running backs, and anytime, Jerry Jones. <laughs> anytime a team gives out a large contract, you don't see them really high draft picks in the first round. It's very very rare. It takes a rare talent to to come along and get even picked in the top ten. Mm -hmm. I think AP Saquon. Zeke come to mind out of anybody that I could I think, think the of. last one to be taken early is Saquon. Saquon. I, I think that's the right? last and, one. And, that and then Giants the fans have been split down the middle on how they feel about that pick. So understanding the nature of the position, I'm a little more apprehensive about going forward with an investment on a running back. But that said, here we're going to talk about a few running backs. And I wanted to bring up uh, something that took place yesterday, overnight or throughout the course of the day. As of yesterday morning, opening bell, mm -hmm. uh, King Henry was sitting at the top. As the number one running back. As he should, I as would As he think. should be. Right? And, but yesterday, I got to say, your boy, oh. 
Your boy. Look at that. Zeke. Okay. Takes over the top okay. spot. So okay. So there's a new benchmark, ladies and gentlemen, hey, in the King, Mojo market. Henry, give me the crown. We want and the crown on Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott. And it's a little, uh, I wouldn't say it's surprising, but we were talking about the bell cow situation a minute ago. And Derrick Henry, I feel like, is the clear guy. You can't really say that about Zeke and Dallas, but I feel like Not there's anymore. something to be said for having that guy that could come in and spell you because of the violence and the nature of the sport. I think that keeps Zeke, a guy like Zeke around a little bit longer because he doesn't have to go in there and grind it out on a day-to-day -day the way King Henry does three downs every series. First, second, third. Down. I mean, look, Henry got hurt last year a little bit, so there was some movement there, obviously. If the Mojo Market Report was around last year, things would have oh, looked a yeah. lot different. I, I feel like King – I think King Henry approached around the $26 mark at, at one point or another – Throughout his career, I think it was two years the ago. The what mark? Twenty what? Twenty six. I think he was up around twenty six dollars. Oh wow! A share. So he went up. So he was up, and then so really then where just, was the it, fall off? The injury? It's not about the fall off in terms of his play. The injury did take place, but, but the just, injury. Yeah. What the injury does is it really cuts into his future projections by the market. You have that that foot injury, all that tread on those tires. You got to imagine eventually one of the wheels are going to fall off. And last year it finally did. He's back healthy. He got back healthier than people would have thought. He returned last season, but this season it hasn't been quite the same. And there was an emergence of a one Dontrell Hilliard in week one that scored two touchdowns in the receiving game. And Derrick Henry doesn't really do it in the in the pass catching game. He never really has. I think it's like averaging 20 catches a season. That's not going to really get it done receiving. I don't know. I mean, going forward, what do you feel about this situation? I mean, this situation to me is near and dear to my heart. So, like, but I have I have one question. If you were going to pick one of these guys to go long on for the few, for the rest of their career because same year, they came into the league the same year. I believe Derrick Henry's a year older. He's 28. Zeke is 27. Where do they project going forward? If you wanted to invest in, let's say, the top dog, the Tom Brady, mm. which is crazy that we're calling Zeke the Tom of Brady. You are. Let's go. Of Let's the go. running backs. But if you had to invest in one of the two top dogs, which guy would you go long on? Um, here's... My thing with and this. I want you to be. I'm trying to separate be, yes, yourself. I'm separating in a vacuum. In Dave. a vacuum, I'm separating my fanhood from this because this is a significant conversation, and I'm here to make money. We're all here to make money on the Mojo market. So when I look at the two guys, I'm looking at the the, the fact that both of them came in in 2016, right? So they've been here for now. This is their seventh season together. Um, when you look at their career numbers, and pull that career stat up real quick, because we did compare the trajectory of both careers. Now, if you look at Ezekiel Elliott, okay, that rookie year, he was almost in line to win MVP, right? And I'm not trying to, like, date myself here, but you see the significant drop-off? We all know what happened there. You know, he was suspended for six games in the following season. Then the offense gets booming again with 2018, and then 2019 he starts to go up again, and then another drop-off. So it's been more of a, oh, like just this whole little path right but when you look at henry it's been your quote stairway to heaven for the entire time so when he comes in he comes in at 672 he also because of the draft wrong because it looks like it he might be going back to hell oh, yes. because <laughs> it, 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 to I, I wouldn't call it a stairway to heaven anymore i feel well, like that's the i'm just saying back you know back last year he gets hurt his peak <laughs> performance was at 26 zeke's now remember the way mojo works is it's it's their draft stock. So being that Henry was drafted as late as he was, not in the top ten like Zeke. Yeah, they started out. They started off different significantly points. different. So when you look at the two numbers and the comparisons, I'll bring this up to you. Henry has fourteen hundred and fifty five carries, and you're like, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of tread on that, those big tires, right? 
Zeke has almost 200 more carries. Uh, and than, he has than, a than lot Henry. more receptions. Yes, he's got a lot more in the passing game and everything like that. Um, but when I'm, if I'm picking one to go long on, and this is why I pick Ezekiel Elliott. Now I know you're saying, "Oh, here we go." No, this no, is no. Why, I, this I, is, I, I here's actually, my back. Here, I actually may agree with you. Here's my backing. Okay. Um, the offenses are significantly different, um, and when you look at the two comparable, right? The offenses are different because of the one Dak Prescott who went healthy, right, and Ryan Tannehill, which again. The comparison there is actually very close to believe, believe it or not. Tannehill and, and, and Dak talked to me, I don't know, last year at this time, like Dak just, you know, blows him away. Maybe not so much anymore. We'll see. Mm. The depth charts is I, what I scares me. The contracts are what scare me. Zeke is highly paid. So what they're what are they gonna do? But when it comes to the style of play, they're both very similar. Downhill, like to throw your shoulder, like to look for contact. I mean, how many guys has Derrick Henry posterized? How many guys has Zeke leaped over? So, like, there's definitely a comparison there. The quarterback play. Now, here's where I draw this back. Because it's only a matter of time before the Tennessee Titans switch to Malik Willis. Okay? And when that happens, that Tennessee Titans offense becomes very reminis uh, reminiscent of the Baltimore Ravens. And when I look at the Baltimore Ravens, I say, now you're getting your carries cut into because the quarterback has the ability to run. Dak Prescott, since breaking his ankle, all the Cowboy fans are barking, you got to run more, you got to run. It ain't going to happen. He's changed his style of play. And if Cooper rushes in there, he sure as hell ain't running. So that's where I, I say Zeke is the longer-term play because if he's brought back to Dallas after this crazy contract, which I think he will be, if I had to make a prediction right now, Zeke doesn't walk out the door. He might be significantly less value-wise money. I feel like the which only fine. I feel like the best chance at Zeke maintaining some type of upward trajectory is if he does restructure or takes less money because I hate to see him go into a new situation and have to re-earn everything. Yeah, no, I think he stays and Pollard's contract is up this year as well. So it's like they're gonna have to figure something out because Pollard, and we talked about Pollard yesterday a little bit, um, I feel I believe on the on the Daily Show about the significant changes from you know, the fact that he's not your three down back. He's not built that way. Well, we don't know that yet. I don't know that yet. But what, the way you look at Pollard, he ain't a three down back. So then you look at Zeke and you're like, this guy can eat forever. Um, that's why I'm taking Zeke. The style of offenses, the, the volume he would still get with a Dak Prescott under center, whereas Henry would get less carries. And I think that's a big thing because here at Mojo Market, on the report itself, we're all about opportunity. And I think the opportunity will be in Zeke's favor. I, I tend to agree with you because I think Dallas is going to play meaningful football. I feel that if there's a situation down the stretch where the Titans are not winning football games and right now it's not looking too great for them, their division is bad, so they have some chances there. Yeah. And same thing with Dallas. The only reason why I say Dallas has a chance, even though with, with Dak out, he's looking to be coming back in a week or two. The, the Cowboys managed to salvage their season with Cooper Rush. Tip your hat to that guy. Hall of Fame and quarterback. I think that, that Zeke Elliott is going to be playing meaningful football throughout the rest of the season. I don't know if Derrick Henry is going to finish this season because if Tennessee is reeling and he's banged up, it just doesn't make any sense to add more tread to those tires. You talked about the contracts. Derrick Henry, I don't think he's gotten paid like Zeke, has he? No, I, I don't think so at all. I mean, I can and check. I, and if that's the case, then I expect I don't him think to so. sit I football I want to check that, If actually. he hasn't been paid the way Zeke has been paid, then he's definitely not going to be 
putting it all on the line because he's got about one more payday in line. Probably just one, right? You would think because. But, but all that aside, Derrick Henry, he could just make us all eat our words and next week put up 200 rushing yards and stiff arm 11 guys, and then we could have a completely different conversation come next Tuesday. Correct. Very. Yeah. You, you agree? Absolutely. As Dave um, pulls up the contract. Yeah, I'm pulling up the contract now. So Derrick Henry right now is set to have a free agency void in 2024. So all these, all the tread that came on, his cap number went up significantly in 2021. So he did get. paid. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So he 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 did get paid. He did I, get I can't paid. imagine he wouldn't have gotten paid. No, but, but he but Zeke, Zeke reset everybody. Really so that's paid. that's the problem when it comes to these two guys. But I'm assuming that once this void year hits in 2023, actually he has no guaranteed salary in 2023. So if the Titans, for whatever reason, want to move on from Derrick Henry, then of course. If he's not guaranteed in 2023, it, it lends to the point that I was making. If he's not guaranteed money next year, he's not going to risk it for mm -hmm. a team that's three got three wins down the stretch. Not going to happen. I not agree wholeheartedly. Happen. So I'm in on Zeke if I'm going long on one of the two. But Sounds I'm good. really not. So, so I'm, I'm just you, not you decided go to choose either. violence today and, and throw one at my heartstrings here with, with Zeke and Henry. So I'm going right back at you, Chris. I'm going right back at you because there's two running backs – in your title town, going. okay? And we're talking about A.J. Dillon and, of course, your other guy, Aaron Jones. Now, when you bring these guys up, this is a significant change because right now there's a $5 difference between the two of them. And the one thing I will say is A.J. Dillon looks to be obviously the younger of the talent, but also Aaron Jones. We talk about contracts all the time. That might be a thing. There might be a time we're talking about within the year of this of this conversation that we're talking about AJ Dillon RB1 who are okay, you going okay. long on so, when it comes to your so two backs so I have to choose which of the two running yes. backs that I'm going long on mm -hmm. so now conventional wisdom would would point to the the younger guy right Sure. Because A.J. Dillon's got uh, three years younger. He's been in the league three years less. He's got way so less. So this is a layup for you, as you gave me two guys that are the same age. <laughs> um, well, no, no, no. So I conventional okay. wisdom would tell you to go with the younger guy because they're both talented. But there's something about Aaron Jones that he just keeps on outplaying his value. It's He got drafted in the fifth round, so that's for starters. He, he reset the benchmark in terms of what his expectations are with what he's done over the last couple seasons. I got a stat for you. Mm. So there's two running backs since 2019 – going into this season i'm not sure what's changed with the numbers this year but going into this season since 2019 there's there's only been three two backs in the league that have 40 total touchdowns and 4,000 total yards do you know who those two guys are well since you threw it to me like that i'm gonna assume that aaron jones is one of them aaron jones is one of them and derrick henry is the other so aaron jones right. has been really productive and hasn't managed to crack the top 10 in terms of the the fantasy rankings we'll put them in air quotes here but Look, Aaron Jones, you can't take away what he's done. He has a, an insane amount of bank value as opposed to an A.J. Dillon. And the, the the same reason why I like Zeke going forward over Derrick Henry, and that's the, the, the fact that there's somebody there to spell him. Mm -hmm. A.J. Dillon was not brought in to be the starter in Green Bay. I thought he was, but when the Packers signed Aaron Jones to that contract, uncharacteristic of the front office in Green Bay, to give a running back a bigger deal – when they had a guy like A.J. Dillon waiting in the wings, I think it, it lends to the idea that they're going to keep both of these guys around if so. If they do that, I don't expect the roles to change much. You're going to see a lot of Aaron Jones early in the year. And then down the stretch when it starts to get cold you and the, and the game you, lends to that, you're going to see A.J. Dillon. But there was guys going into the Tampa game where it's saying the linebackers were like, yeah, A.J. Dillon's bigger, but Aaron Jones runs harder. There's more pop involved. A.J. Dillon's just a load. But Aaron Jones is the goal line guy. Surprisingly, Which is surprising, so, yes. So I'm while there is, you are right. 
the contracts, in terms of the value, Aaron Jones is getting paid a lot more, and there is an out in that contract after this season. I expect the same thing you expect with Ezekiel Elliott. I don't expect Aaron Jones to go anywhere. Yeah, but all right. So how old is Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones he's is in his 27. sixth year too. So he's he's basically the same age as Zeke. Yeah, but the difference between those guys is Aaron Jones did not get carries for two or three years. Like it was very limited for him. Well, so because they got Aaron Rodgers flinging it all over the place. Not only that, they were just doing they they've always done the the split. They've always done the split. Aaron Jones was in the back end. It was actually Jamal Williams. There was a bunch of running backs that were f- filtered in through Green Bay. It was the free Aaron Jones campaign on ESPN. <laughs> Matthew Berry was saying it for years. Free Aaron Jones. They finally freed Aaron Jones. But the fact that they held him on, under, you know, they clamped him down for so long, it, it actually lends to a further productive career, I think. So I'm probably going long on both of these guys because I think that they're going to be that's together the beauty for a while. Part. You can. You can. <laughs> you can do and that. It's, and it's not a handcuff either. It's like they, they're both going to eat on specific games, and I think their usage throughout this season shows that week one it was all A.J. Dillon. Week two it was um, Aaron Jones. Week three they kind of shared a lot more, and neither one got it going. But any and game if throughout I, the yeah. season they're both going to have good games. So if I had to make an opinion of the two of these guys, I'm saying – in 2022, and we said this last uh, last yesterday about Zach Wilson, like now, 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 right? Because it's like they're going to be low, right? In 2022, the Green Bay Packers have shown that, yes, Aaron Rodgers is still looking for the guy because obviously Devontae uh, Adams isn't there anymore, right? So he's spreading the ball around. But it looks to me that this offense has changed his philosophy just a little bit that they want to run this rock a little bit more yeah, this year than, than years past. The defense is really good. And their offensive and line is the good. Their offensive line is good. And right. the best way to – open things up for your young receivers is to make them respect the run. And yeah, the Packers absolutely. are running the ball at like a 35 times a clip game. Uh, they're they're going to run the ball a lot this year. And yeah. wait until it gets cold. Those guys are going to be good all year long, barring health. So go long on the Packers run attack. So Do I have to pick guys. one? I mean, if, it's, right. a, it's Aaron Jones. So that's my – if okay. you're picking one, Aaron Jones. But really, I feel like the Packers that, – that tandem is going to – Earn some money this season. Sounds good. Sounds good. Now, go long. Collectively. Bye, bye, bye. Are there any more? Uh, you did a lot of deep dives last night on this app. Did you find anything else? Yeah, this- there's some guys that I think had some promise coming into the league. Uh, they both came into the league, I believe, in the same season. And they they had some promise, good, good splashes in their rookie year, and then injuries derailed them. And they were both expected to come back this season. And I'm going to bring up a little J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers because I think oh, okay. there's some real interest – Around both of them, they're high draft picks, uh, good prospects coming out of college. We're going to go with J.K. Dobbins first in this regard. Mm -hmm. You talked about him uh, a little bit earlier and having Lamar there. Look, he came into the league and he had one of the most efficient rookie seasons that I could remember in recent memory. Uh, he had like ten touchdowns, and he only touched the ball like a hundred times. Or well, something. He, he only had six well, yards of carry. Well, yeah, he's played one game this year, um, last week, and. His, his career average is still 5.9 yards a carry. So this dude runs downhill, and he's a very effective runner. A very, very effective runner. And he's only played 16 total NFL games in his career. So yeah, it's all six, about the future of this kid. 16 total games, and I believe he's amassed a bank value. Or he's averaged at one point, $1.86 per season. I guess that's two seasons. So his rookie year, he did amass some, some decent yeah, value yeah. as a rookie. And then it completely went away. I worry. I worry because, like you said, he's only played one 16 NFL games, and he's been around for about 35, 40 of them, yeah. and he's only been a part of 16 of them. So that's, for me, I just can't do it. I need to see more because of the high value of a draft pick, and he has a little bit of a mass value. I don't know 
as far as running backs go, coaches and, and executives, they get rid of you quick. You know, you oh, look 100%. at Todd Gurley. Imagine having Mojo him? stocking Todd Gurley and then expecting, you know, this guy might Oh, we got to do a deeper dive on Todd Gurley. He might I want to hear that. I want to see that stuff. He just, he just bottomed out and there was nothing you but could do about I it. I want to know where he was at as his peak because at one point, that dude oh, was I, That surging. was an accidental segue right into the Cam Akers story. That's a very right? beautiful so, thing. Cam Akers is in the same system that Todd Gurley was in, and he seems to be in the same doghouse that Todd Gurley was in. Todd, Todd Gurley, not with McVeigh, though. Yeah? yeah at the very end of his career? Absolutely. Or his, his tenure with the Rams? <laughs> yeah, wow, I feel like that Jeff was a Jeff Fisher. Fisher. No, no, no. Huh, no? It was a, Todd Gurley's uh, year that he had all those touchdowns, you think that was Jeff Fisher? Nine and seven, Jeff Fisher himself. You think that was Jeff Fisher? <laughs> or seven it and nine, Jeff Fisher himself, whichever I feel one. Like Jeff Fisher, if there was Mojo and coaches, he would have fell <laughs> off the earth because he had so much respect in Tennessee. And then that hard knock off season really, earth. really threw him for a loop. <laughs> but let's let's talk about Cam. Yeah, same deal. Cam. Serious injury. Uh, back end of his rookie season, he looked like he was a clear RB one. He looked like he was a top ten fantasy pick for the next couple seasons. And then along comes Mister Achilles, and he tears. Unfortunate for Cam, but he bounced all the way back in the same season, essentially, and managed to play in the playoffs. It was limited, but we were like, okay, this keep, keeps me gives me hope that next year he'd be all the way back. And all offseason, they were talking like Cam is the guy. Don't Cam get me is the started guy. on the offseason talk. There was a little bit of all an the fantasy stuff. In there was a little advice. bit of an investment by me. I did retain him in a dynasty league, mm. unfortunately. But week one, it was all bad, right? All bad. All bad. Well, why is it bad? Because he's not on the field. That's he why. was on the field, but it was, <laughs> yeah, it was on the field in, for three in garbage snaps. time when they were getting spanked. Right. Week two, it was a little bit better. They used him more, but it was more of a timeshare. Week three, Daryl Henderson didn't see the ball. I think it was four times. And Cam Akers was the clear guy that got the ball every single play. Well, not every play, but then along comes Mr. Fumble at the goal line. So that's what I was going to bring up is the fact that, yes, that fumble hurts a lot, but – Dude, he's in his third year. That's only his second fumble of his career. Yeah, I know. because So he's that's only... a big thing. Ball security, when it comes to, for me, ball security will keep you around in the NFL. If you don't fumble the rock, you will be on an NFL I, team. B- before, we, before we look at that number, too, and think that it's a low number, I would have to actually look at the metrics across the league and, in ter- and how many carries he 180 has. 180 attempts. That's not good, then. Two fumbles and 180? Yeah, it's not great, but it's not bad. There's guys that don't fumble at all. It's not terrible. It's... All right, it's fine. It's good. <laughs> I knew it was good. It's a, it's a two, just, zero fumbles is good, but zero fumbles is great. I I'm not talking about his career, and maybe Sean McVay will will echo your sentiment and say, you know what, 180 carries, only two fumbles. I'm talking about that goal line fumble, though. I mean, talking sure. about that goal line fumble now, here's last the thing. week. Now here's the thing: they the won the game. They won the game. Fair. So that that's like when you look at that, like that goes with anybody. Like the the you know there could be quarterbacks that throw five interceptions and win the game, and you're like, man, that was a terrible, terrible game, but. The best statistic of all is that they won the game. So, like, I think an, a, a fumble on the goal line while you're looking at them and you're you're slapping them on the back of the helmet, like, don't worry about it, man. We'll, we'll get them next time. And then they win the game. I think that's a little bit forgotten. I think that's a short-term memory type deal with yeah. that. Like, I don't think there's going to be any lack of faith in a guy like Cam Akers because of the fumble. And and, and as far as his, his stock price, like, it's very, very low right now. So if you think that he seems to be trending in the right direction as far as volume is concerned when it comes to him and Daryl Henderson. And, and oh, they got Sonny Michelle too. They, yeah. There's a couple spells over there. But what I will say about Cam Akers is that he is the most versatile back on that team. And if the Rams do want to run the ball, this is the guy that's going to do it. Like Daryl Henderson yes, is good, yes. but he's not Cam Akers. But then we bring think. up the age-old question, is long or short or buy, sell, hold, whichever way you want to 
you want to cut that in part, I am still going to sell and short Cam Akers because okay. I just don't believe that he's been on the field enough for me to buy in that he's fully healthy. I also am going to short on Dobbins, too, for the same reason. I just need both of these guys. I need to see more the nature of the, the sport, the violence, the the injury risk. I'm not I'm not in on either of these running backs. There's two guys that we talked about in Green Bay that I would definitely be like AJ Dillon is in a far better situation, a much less risk involved. They're not asking him to be the bell cow back just yet, but he still has him he's managing to still accumulate some bank value over his career and same age. Mm. You know, there's yeah. we're not having this conversation like do you or don't you? I don't know. All these injuries that's the guy I'm going with if I'm going in the year three running back because he's in a really good spot. We know he's going to get the ball. If Aaron Jones gets hurt, you can enjoy a really nice spike because he'll be RB1 territory right then. So, yeah, I'm, not, I'm definitely um, selling on Dobbins and Cam Akers, but I wouldn't exactly short them because I do think that there's potential there. So, to me, it's just like I'm going to stay away. If they, yeah, could, it's a pass. If they could turn it's the a corner pass. a little bit, yeah, yeah, they could turn the corner a little bit then I might be a little in on them because I do like both players a lot. Yeah. I'm rooting for both guys, so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, well, that is your running backs, and I'm glad you did that deep dive because I, I was very interested in in where these guys fell um, in, in as far as, like, the mojo stock and, and what you would do to invest. Um, but the running back situation across the league, I feel, is 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 uh, running back by committee, and that's happened over the last couple of years, right? So it's all about the guys that you think are the next guy. And it's something that you brought up, I think, last year, when like when when somebody goes down, right, and you're like, oh, got to get his back up. It's not always the it's case. It's not always, it's the, not case. always the case. So that's why it's like, who's the more versatile guy that will step in? It might be the third guy. What you see it might a lot be of the times, fourth guy. What you see a lot of times in a league is they don't want to change two things. Essentially, right. if, if, the, if the first and second down back gets hurt and they have a third down back, like the third down back has his role. Why would you change his role and then bring someone else into another role? So like leave that guy in right. his so role. Right. So the third down back is always going to be your third down that back. Role. So right. he doesn't necessarily change. You might get a little uptick in carries and get a little more usage. Like for example, Cowboys are maybe a different situation. Pollard I think is a cut above most backups. But he's a third down back. They would they would bring somebody else in to get some carries. Someone else would get 10 carries if Pollard was starting. Correct. Right? Yes. 100%. Absolutely. It's yeah. not going to be Pollard's the guy. And then yeah, Pollard, Pollard will still would be only... on third down, and they will use someone else sparingly on first and second down to give him the blow. No I, doubt. I, understand. I wholeheartedly agree with that. That's the So if you really, really want to deep dive, especially on the mojo market, definitely look into the guys that you think might have the best upside going forward. Look, this is all about futures, right? It's it's one thing to play them, and it's performance-based, and we all get how the, the, the formula works on mojo. But what I'm looking at is – opportunity i'm looking at your future i'm looking at your contract i'm looking at all that stuff because every single piece makes the mojo market price so that's the kind of thing you got to just keep your pay, you know pay attention to pay attention to. yeah so pay attention that'll that'll do it for the running back conversation but obviously tomorrow believe it or not ladies and gentlemen we are into week four of the nfl i said i was depressed last week I'm more depressed this week because it's going too fast, Chris. Before you know, I we're going to be in the like playoffs. We're at the, we're at the quarter way already. Dude, how end. is that nuts? That's nuts, bro. We're a month into football. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still looking for my first win in a couple of my fantasy <laughs> leagues. It's embarrassing yeah, over but, here. Yeah, but in that same regard. I got to say, Trey Lance injury really killed now, me. In that same regard, though. Yes, m me too. That's <laughs> unfortunate. But in that regard, I will say all the entry fees we paid into for the fantasies, 
we've already got that back on Mojo. We did. We did we get did, that back we? because we've invested smart. See, uh, we've long gone term, long on the guys. Uh, I've gone short on Mitch Trubisky. There's a lot of things. I'm I'm, I'm kind of deciding on my strategy how I'm going to play the Mojo market, and I've come to the. I think you're doing all right so the far. Realization. <laughs> well, I'm talking about you know. Um, my girlfriend's like, are you going to cash out? And I said, hell no. You know, yeah, I had Justin the same Herbert conversation with my dad. I got I said, Justin Herbert on this multiplier, and I really believe in Justin Herbert. I'm not cashing out. So I'm not going to be the swing day guy. I'm going to I'm gonna play some long-term quarterbacks, and then I'll have some fun on Sunday mornings. Don't get me wrong. But I think <laughs> so, baseball is going to be the thing where I really – baseball, basketball. I I'm curious wait. to know how that's all going to work. But very, very interesting and, and very exciting stuff at Mojo as they make their way into more states, as they make their way. But just keep in more mind, states, right now – in New Jersey, we are the home base here yes, at the Mojo yes, Market Report. NBA, NBA opened up training camp yesterday. Just saying, we I got mean, some uh, basketballs I'm coming. I'm sure it's boy. down the pipeline. And, and like I said, yeah, when you're a Knicks a, fan, October. it's very difficult to start talking I am, about I am here basketball. For it. I know you're more of a NBA fan. Let's like uh, Rob Lowe put the NBA hat on. I hope everybody has fun <laughs> type situation. I'm not. It's I'm, a player a, driven, I'm a depressed it's, Knicks it's fan. It's a player-driven sport, so all I'm right. definitely all in on the NBA <laughs> as a whole. I don't really have a team. So that'll do it for this episode on a Wednesday here at Mojo. And, of course, tune in tomorrow, week four. We got Thursday Night Football. We got a really good one because we get to talk about two really high-octane offenses battling head, uh, you know, doing battle. And uh, I believe the, the Bengals are wearing their all-whites. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be really cool. It's going to be cool visuals. So check back in tomorrow right here on the Mojo YouTube channel. For Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, and, of course, everybody watching, thank you guys, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. You're not a fan of the white? I love the white I jerseys. Think yeah. I would score 11 touchdowns if I wore those uniforms. <laughs> I would.